Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack Lantern Press Podcast on the Weird Network where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name is Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, the Body Squeezer. Hands where I can see it. Officers, you've been relieved of your duties. <laughs> now free. That was a tiny clip from 2015's movie Goosebumps, where Slappy the Dummy has a group of body squeezers freeze some police officers with their freeze ray guns. Now, a body squeezer, for those who aren't familiar with these guys, are beings from another planet who come to Earth with the mission to freeze them and squeeze them. These body squeezers were made famous in R.L. Stein's Goosebumps book series, Um, But I just want to say for the record, there are different generations of these creatures. I'm curious where you're going to get your information from, Tom. But the ones from the books are a little different than the ones in the movie. But the ones from the movie, uh, you may know them because you, you know, if you saw the movie, you see them more. Whereas in the book, you just see a picture on the cover but the ones in the movie are bug-eyed aliens they're green they have many razor sharp teeth and they wear spacesuits and helmets and then of course they also carry these freeze ray guns to well you know freeze you so tom and i figured that this would be a good monster to do this week because now that halloween is over Mother Nature is kind of acting like a body squeezer and freezing many parts of the world right now um, with snow and cold weather. And I guess, Tom, you're going to be getting snow pretty soon, I think you told me, yeah, right? I've already, I've already got snow. Oh, it, it did come down. Yeah, it came down a little bit today. It didn't stick, but uh, it's supposed to snow all day um, uh, tomorrow and the next day. So we should have some a good amount of snow accumulation in the next next couple of days nice well uh, i mean it is kind of crazy halloween's done um and i'm here to report that i actually got zero trick-or-treaters this year so yep i have full bag of candy candy, (laughs) and i'm gonna be eating it throughout this podcast (laughs) um because it's still good um but yeah it was kind of a weird halloween um i was like eating this twix um it was a weird halloween didn't even feel like halloween um so i'm hoping next year will be better but yeah you know honestly the the halloween this year for me was definitely different i mean obviously because of you know covid and whatnot which i even hate even bringing up and talking about because i'm sure everybody's tired of hearing about it but it it just it took a lot of the fun out of halloween this year i tried to make it uh, you know, exciting. Um, you know, at least it was on a Saturday. So, you know, Friday night, I watched some haunted movies. And then, you know, during the day on, on Saturday, when we had our episode, you know, we were talking about all the movies we were watching. And then that night, you know, watch them. I watched everything that I could possibly watch. And then, um, you know, then my stepson and his fiance came over and we watched, uh, we watched the the newest Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, uh, what did you think of it? it? 
it, that was actually the first time that I saw it. I, I didn't see it when it came out, uh, but it, it was all right. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. it was better than some of the other ones for sure. I mean, you know, same old stuff, but, you know, with a little bit better effects and and the ramp ups and, and things like that. So it, it was fun. And then we watched um, The Ritual, which is on Netflix right now. And, and that was decent. It wasn't really scary or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking we were going to get trick-or-treaters and we ended up not. Um, Dude, I didn't even watch full movies. I would watch, like, the beginning of a movie that I'd already seen. Then I would, like, turn it off and go do something, maybe read a little bit of something. Then I would, like, turn on another movie. I watched, you know, a couple Simpson Treehouse of Horrors, but like it, it definitely was kind of a disappointing Halloween for sure. It just I thought that I was going to be, like, cozied up inside the house with, you know, jack-o'-lanterns, you know, glowing all around me and watching movies, and it barely was that. You know, yeah. we were kind of running around you know, doing other, you know, just like chore type things. So yeah, it was kind of lame. And I mean, the, the cool part about, about it for our listeners here is that one thing that we did last year that we're going to continue this year is, well, I don't know if we had started the monster Mondays directly after, um, Halloween, but we're going to continue every week with these things. And, we we like it because as we've stated you know many times in the in our past podcasts one thing that that we love talking about is obviously halloween but the other thing we love talking about is monsters and that's what this show is all about monsters and halloween and we say that specifically so that you know we we bring up monsters constantly so if you have a monster you want us to do research on let us know because we'd be happy to dig in and find out any type of information um, that you you guys want to hear. Uh, most of the time what we end up doing is we just start picking monsters that are similar to the the season. So one thing that you know Mike and I were talking about too uh, for the month of December is we were thinking about doing the the ghosts in uh, a Christmas Carol and talking about them for for that month. Yeah, um, each week we'll do um, each of the the ghosts. So Marley would probably be first, then Ghost of Christmas Past the next week, and so on and so forth. Should be fun. I'm looking forward to it, actually. So, Yeah, I mean, same here. I love the Christmas Carol. So, Well, cool. Definitely. You want to get into yeah. these body squeezers? Yeah, let's get into them. All right, well, without further ado, let's dig in. All right, so body squeezers, uh, what planet are they from? Well, according to the 2015 Goosebumps Monster Survival Guide, they're from the planet of the body squeezers. So I guess that's the official title of that planet. Um, The first appearance of the body squeezers was in the 1998 Goosebumps book Invasion of the Body Squeezers Part 1. Now, according to fandom, which seems to be talking about those creatures in that book, the body squeezers come from a planet a few miles from Earth, but one day they all wanted to have new bodies to hide their appearances. So one of their leaders, Mr. Fleshman, flew over to Earth, he just flew over to it, (laughs) to have a look (laughs) at the inhabitants while the other body squeezers followed him. 
and then of course hijinks ensue. Now going back to the 2015 Goosebumps Monster Survival Guide, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just read from this book here because it covers all the monsters in that in that movie. The Body Squeezers. When the Body Squeezers first came to Earth, 12-year-old Jack Archer watched them land. Their blazing orange orbs streaked across the night sky. Jack watched in terror as one crashed in his neighbor's driveway. Red and yellow sparks exploded from it like fireworks. Jack tried to warn everyone about the danger, but no one would listen to him. At first, Jack didn't think the orbs were dangerous either. He thought the rocky orb that landed in the driveway was a meteorite. But then it started to glow with an eerie green light, and it began to vibrate. It shook so hard it cracked open, and a creature emerged, small at first, then growing larger. With a green, slimy body, big black eyes, a raz and razor-sharp teeth, a bug-eyed alien, a body squeezer. The others followed. They came for new bodies, bodies that were more advanced than theirs, more highly developed, human bodies. But then they fooled everyone, and they'll fool you too, because it looks like they just want you for a friend, like all they want is a friendly hug. They'll wrap their arms around you and squeeze, and squeeze. They'll squeeze so hard your eyes will bulge. Then, as you're fighting to breathe, they'll dig their claws into your back. Their nails will sink in deeper and deeper. You'll feel a painful coldness. It will freeze you in place. That's when they'll make their move. They'll push themselves into you, push themselves right into your body. So stay away from them. And stay away from humans they've already infected because they'll try to hug you too. These humans are easy to spot. Now, your first clue, their heads. You'll see tiny green bubbles poking in and out of their ears. That's how you'll know the alien is already inside them. But that's only if you meet one of the other aliens. Aliens like the ones Jack Archer met. If you meet one from the new generation, you'll notice it's different. It has sharper teeth and lots more bug eyes. And it doesn't need to sink its nails in you to freeze you. It has a shiny new ray gun to do the job. Plus, it already has a human body. You're looking at one now. And since it doesn't need your body, you just stepped a little closer. And now you're frozen. Huh? Why did it freeze you? Because this one really does want you for a friend. For one of its alien friends back home. An alien friend who can't wait to hug you. So, there you go. That's the history of, uh, of these guys. So, you know what's funny is that when I was looking up the powers and abilities, the only real power and abilities that they're talking about is the ones that are in the movies. So, like, for instance, they say body squeezers possess the following powers and abilities. Advanced intelligence, freeze rays, and their near invulnerability. Um, and that's from a fandom page. And the, the crazy part here is that, so in the movie, they have, you know, a a glass capsule kind of over their their head and then they have the the freeze guns and they walk up they take that freeze gun out and they shoot them and they freeze them to death the interesting part about it is that if you look at another goosebumps uh fandom site the creature is the one that you were just describing the the green one that's you know bigger 
they're more of like the the bug-eyed aliens um and and those are the ones that i think are more ferocious and probably scarier because they have huge claws they have huge teeth their eyes are red uh they could probably see in the night so they're they have acute vision um they got these like little suckers on the their their hands to where they could pull you in and then like you said they squeeze you to death uh and then it freezes you in place now they took the freezing in place and i think they kind of modified it in the movie to make them like you know they're freezing you um so if you look at it in two different perspectives you're looking at you know one being more alien like with a weapon and then another one being where they just get close to you, they squeeze you to death, and they have, you know, they're really strong. They look like they move really fast. Um, they look like they have some great camouflage because they, they're they green. Um, they're kind of goopy, so they're probably, you know, always around like a like a lake or a swamp sort of type, type atmosphere, you know, to pull you in. But these guys are basically going after anything that's that's around. Um, and then obviously their fate or weakness, um, as anybody would put in a Goosebumps book, you take the book away or the story away and they, they're dead. Now, if you want to look at it more realistically, you could probably just shoot these things and they're going to die. Um, it says invulnerability, but I mean, honestly, if you drove a truck over one, they're probably going to, you know, squeeze and die and, you know, this other one, if you, you know, dropped a nuke on this thing and this thing's going to disintegrate. So at the end of the day, it doesn't have any like real crazy special powers. I would say this is one of those types of creatures or monsters that you can probably just, you know, fight off with some type of decent, you know, weapon and take them out. But they're neat anyways. And so that's the, the, powers and abilities really that yeah these i mean two i guess types you know the other thing too going into the goosebumps movie if if rl stein just writes a book where they or you know you open up that book they get sucked back in so that could definitely be an invulnerability because they're his right. creations rl stein's creation so they just have to go back in the book kind of like what you were saying you know if the book wasn't there you know what's interesting thing. though like i i was i started digging in a little bit more and finding you know, the, the Goosebumps books. And there's actually no. four books. Um, the series 2000, you know, that one actually shows the uh, the green monster that I'm referring to more. We'll throw a link in the show notes to that one. And then there's another one that's called The Revenge of the Body Squeezers. So that the first one's The Invasion of the Body Squeezers. It says it's number four, so there's obviously a series. There's a part one, and then yeah, it there's goes a part on one more. and a part two. Yeah, and then there's the revenge of the body squeezers. Yeah, uh, and then I guess that's a special. The other thing I ended up finding on here, which I think you kind of talked about a little bit, uh, maybe at the beginning of the show, or maybe it was when you and I were talking before the show, but there's a mobile game. That's oh, yeah. called Goosebumps Horror Town. And in that that uh, game, they have the body squeezers in there. And they actually had an episode one year where they introduced them. And it was more of a, of a bigger 
situation um, about those body squeezers because it was kind of like an invasion was coming down on the mobile game and they were attacking the there, wait, there uh, was an episode on the show no on on the the mobile game oh, so what happens is, is on the game they have like events and when oh, they were introducing it. there was an invasion and that invasion was the body squeezers coming down you know to earth and you know taking over basically and you had to beat them in the game um, but it's like it's it's one of those games where it's like you're building stuff up and then you have tasks that you have to do, you know, and and, it you know, it's kind of like that overview uh, sort of look and you click on stuff and you like add, you know, money or whatever. And, and you kind it's of kind of cool. actually play it. But I was checking it out. I've, I put a link. I have a link I'll put in the show notes um, and you can get the game on on apple or google play it looks pretty cool there's like a little teaser trailer i sent it to you i don't know if you watched the trailer already but it looks yeah pretty i cool. watched it well yeah, and there's even fun. some other ones too that the uh, definitely recommend some of the other goosebumps games too because they look really neat like some of them are, are first person uh sort of games and and I, supposedly you meet the body squeezers in there too so um, I would imagine that these guys are pretty popular as far as like the alien type stuff go within the, the books and, you know, maybe, uh, Arl Stein, since he's still writing books, maybe he'll come out with another, another book on these guys. But I think all in all, I love the creation of, of these. Um, even if you go on to Bing or, or Google, whichever search engine you end up using, probably most people use Google. But if you type body squeezers in there and then click on the images section, I mean, they it's like if you love that alien sort of look, you know, this has it. You know, they got like the this, this, you know, UFO and then they got the, you know, the body squeezers down there invading the lands and stuff. It, there's some great artwork that's that's in there. Whoever uh created this stuff and even some of the stuff that i'm sure people are putting together like it just looks like a lot of fun so yeah i mean that that's what i have for you know powers and abilities a couple of other books like i said that we'll link in the show notes and and uh yeah i i really like these guys though yeah cool all right as far as like uh, in popular culture books movies tv um, you have the books that you already talked about, 1998. You have Invasion of the Body Squeezers Part 1 and Part 2. They both came out in 98. In 1999, Revenge of the Body Squeezers. In 2015, I guess they show up in Slappy's Revenge. And then they're in the 2015 Goosebumps movie. I guess they were not in the sequel. I didn't remember seeing them in that Goosebumps movie. I don't either. I don't think they were. Yeah, I don't think so. And and then uh, the Goosebumps Horror Town video game you were talking about, that came out in 2017. If you're in Transylvania and you're eating candy like I am, what do I have here? This is a Snickers. Um, if you're in Transylvania and you're looking for body squeezers, um, oh, this is a pretty good piece. Um... <laughs> You're, my, <laughs> you're most likely going to find them in UFO Springs on one of the airfields or many cornfields. They're probably just landed. <clears throat> Dang it. I got like a piece of candy stuck in my throat. Probably because I'm talking too. 
Anyway, they probably just landed and they're looking for a body to freeze and squeeze. Um, we do not talk about these guys in our book, Transylvania Traveler, but you can get our book and it's going to give you a uh, tour through Transylvania and uh, you can learn more about UFO Springs and where those guys would be. Um, but again, we did not talk about body squeezers in the book. All right, it's time for our trick-or-treat bags where Tom and I share something cool we've been checking out during this last week. So, uh, Tom, what have you been checking out? Well, so, you know, I I always get different things in my email and whatnot, and, you know, I started getting into the whole Christmas Carol stuff, even though I know it's early, but uh, usually right after Halloween is done with, you know, I immediately start you know, just looking at Christmas type stuff just to see, you know, what's coming up. And it was funny because in my email, I got a message from Atmos FX, which will will link this this thing in the in the show notes. But uh, they came out with Marley's Ghost, and I started watching the trailer that they had, and holy cow, this thing rocks. It's basically Marley's ghost with the chains and all. They do the door knocker. And you could get it right now for $20. It's it's a digital decoration that you use on your projector. You project it into a window. You could put it onto your TV. You can they have this thing called a hall illusion, which you can create like sort of a a outline of of a um, individual, like if you have like a, a dummy or something like that, and then you can, you can shine your projector on there and then it looks like the thing's standing there and it comes to life. Check the, yeah, I like the, trailer the, out of the one on the door where it shows the door knocker and then it turns into Marley's face, like in the, the book, yeah. movie, you know, play, whatever you watch that looks really, it looks really good. And the quality of this is top notch. I mean, the lighting they have in it, it looks like the Marley that was in um, the uh, Christmas Carol uh, with Jim Carrey, which is my favorite one, which we we have a whole episode on. But uh, it looks like that one. I mean, the lighting, everything about it is just unreal. Yeah, and that, it looks that really door cool. knocker looks fantastic. So I definitely check this out. Uh, anybody who's interested in using digital decorations, I use them all the time. I love it. As a matter of fact, the other day I, I put the projector down the hallway and shine the door up on, you know, a wall and, I, you know, my wife was going to sleep and, uh, she was walking down the hall and had to deal with, uh, Marley at the end. <laughs> was she haunted by the other spirits? <laughs> yeah, but it was neat. I think honestly, you and I were talking about this, Mike, but if this company does Marley, it would be neat if they created all the other ghosts because yeah, that would just be definitely fun. Definitely would be cool if they had scenes with, you know, if you you could have different projectors like so you have the Marley on your front door, then maybe in like your your living room window you have the ghost of Christmas present, you know, that room could be all golden, you see that big green, you know, dude. And then, you know, another window could have goes to Christmas past and then another window or even the side yard could have 
you know, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. You know, maybe there's even like tombstones and stuff, even though maybe well, some people wouldn't be so thinking it's so Christmassy, but it would definitely be a cool, you know, Christmas carol house. Well, and I, I actually sent them a, uh, an email and I asked them, you know, about it. I was like, hey, guys, you know, hopefully you guys are making, on you know, some money off of this Marley, but I would really be interested in you creating some of the other ghosts, um, you know, and then I, I put on there, you know, if you guys do this, I, you could guarantee at least a few sales from not only myself, but, but, uh, you know, you as well. And once again, you know, just for our listeners, we have no affiliation with these. I've just purchased a lot of stuff from them. I usually bring them up in some of our other podcasts. I think the last one we did, I brought up the Jack, uh, the Jack-o'-lantern jamboree or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, those guys. But are these, cool. it, it's worth it. These, this company's great. Um, they, uh, they come out with stuff all the time. You can even get carolers, uh, if you, uh, you can get like a package. They have a discount on it if you want, like Marley's Ghost Plus Christmas carolers. But you know, we talk more about the monster aspect of it, and Marley, uh, you know, he looks neat in this. So definitely check it out. Nice. Well. In uh, in my trick or treat bag, um, I don't know for some reason after Halloween I get into film noir, and maybe it's because around this time I think it's actually in January the Film Noir Foundation does Noir City. It's a festival up in San Francisco where they do noir films, and then one year uh, TNT the 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 channel did the original series Mob City. It was closer to Christmas, so. Maybe those things. I, I think one Christmas I even got Eddie Muller's book, um, Dark City, about film noir. So it's like as soon as Halloween's over, I get into noir. Well, there's a book that I, I already read it. It's by John Bunton. It's called L.A. Noir. The The show Mob City is based on this book. Um, but it's, it's basically about um, crime in in Los Angeles in the 40s, it's like the Dragnet era, LAPD, um, you know, it, it covers a lot of stuff, you know, with Mickey Cohen and, uh, and the police, uh, that, you know, LAPD going after him, William H. Parker, um, and it's a really cool book, it has just, all of a sudden, I'm just kind of, I find myself going back through it, like I said, I already read it, but, um, I started going back through it again, I checked out, um, uh, what is the name of the gangster squad, which I didn't really care for. It's not very accurate, but it does have a really cool look, a very like noir LA noir kind of, of look to it. And it, it uses a lot of LA locations, cool locations like uh, Clifton's cafeteria. And, um, it, um, uh, it's definitely very, very cool. Um, so yeah, I'm going to put a link to the book for those who may be interested in, in noir and LA history, as far as like crime goes, it's a, it's a cool book and it kind of goes back and forth between the gangsters and the police, um, as you know, each try to take over the city of LA. Um, and it's, it's, it's definitely cool. So I need, I need to actually jump in and, and, uh, and watch some more noir I mean, yeah, and, and oh, for definitely. those of you who aren't don't even know what it it is, I'm, even from my perspective, because I'm not huge into it. But like Sin City, if you've ever seen that, you know Frank Miller. I, 
you know, did, you know, a comic book or a graphic novel with that, plus the movies. Yeah, you know, it's the other definitely thing too is inspired a, by original yeah. film noir is post-World War II films. Um, I forget what the cutoff, what Touch of Evil, and I forget when that film was was made. It was in the 50s. But that's, there's a, a time period for for classic film noir. But of course, there are what's called neo-noir films inspired by the film noir era so movies like sin city um you know are certainly that i would definitely i would highly suggest tom checking out that that tv series mob city um if you can find it's an older series it came out a few oh, years I ago i forget what it. i forget what year that thing came out but it's well and been then a there's few years there's even like a, a video game on noir called la noir la noir and, yeah yeah and that that was a pretty pretty big game the other thing too just for our listeners in case you're kind of like saying why are we even bringing up noir at all is shadow city uh is is a big representation of what noir really is i mean it's it's a dark city crime happens there's different types of of monsters mainly zombies that are there that are there uh you know and it's that's one of the reasons why you know mike i know is is really into it and and i I actually need to sit down and and start watching some of these movies that, you know, I have copies of, and I I just haven't taken the time to do yeah, it. Yeah, and they're not. I think I'm gonna do it. Film noir is not classic. Film noir has no monsters in it or anything like that. But it is. It does show the darker side of humanity, and these films are black and white, heavy shadows, and pools of light. Uh, you know, it, it definitely is a darker form of of cinema and so i don't know i guess it kind of lends lends itself to monsters and halloween but yeah it's not you know it doesn't have monsters yeah the wolf man's not going to jump out or anything like that yeah but we did kind of kind of for in reference to the book transylvania traveler we do kind of take that setting because it was something that was, you know, passionate a, for for Mike. And, yeah, it's a very and we dark kind of moved setting. Moved it in, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's what I was checking out. Um, yeah, anything else, Tom? Before we call it a night? No, I I think that'll do it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this Monster Monday. For more about the Monster Universe and the Monster Revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. And uh, you can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. Um, all right. Well, that's that's it. So thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch.